What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number seven. Wow. It's a miracle. It's a miracle we put seven of these things on. There would have been more than that, but we had a couple of weeks that we had to take off for personal reasons. But episode seven of the Always Pigskin Show. Did I do that you're right? Getting, yeah, you're getting better. I like that. You got to get raspier. You got to yell more, smoke more, do something. You got to get that rasp well, up. I, I already smoked too much. The Always Pigskin Show. <laughs> That's good enough. All right, whatever. <laughs> and you have to excuse the uh, the light coming in from the uh, from the from the uh, the west there. Anyway, so any, episode seven. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, my friend. I, we got any material for today? Anything at all to discuss? I don't, I, don't, I don't think anything's happened with Notre Dame or the ACC in the past week. No, we'll just have to wing it. Yeah, we'll have to wing it. I don't know. We might talk about. It. So, how's your golf game going? <laughs> hey, I shot even par yesterday, so I'm Did loving really? that right now. Straight up, even par, two birdies, two bogeys. Perfect. Love hey, it. man. Hey, I'd be, I'd be happy if I were you too. Yeah. All right, but seriously, listen, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, the, the ACC releases their tentative schedule. And the reason I say tentative is because they say it's subject to change, which whatever. Everything's subject to change in 2020, John. Right. Yeah. 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 That's true. That you got to take everything with a grain of salt as far as that goes. Yeah. My underwear is subject to change in 2022, <laughs> uh, depending on the day. <laughs> but uh, depending on what you ate for lunch or what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, uh, so I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. We have Notre Dame joining the conference for the ACC for 2020. Oh, by the way, John, I want to be the first one. And this is very important. You should be very honored by this, too. I want to be the first one to welcome you to the ACC. Oh, thank you. We uh, we accept that with open arms just Good. for this year. Uh, you know, but thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, going to be quite the experiment. Yeah, we're, we're very good hosts. You know, we'll, we'll give you free drinks, free food, whatever, whatever it is you want. I appreciate but, but, that. But as long as you give us that $14 million from the NBC contract, we're okay. Hey, listen, uh, honestly, one thing that I think you can agree on here as we start this discussion, I was sitting there this morning thinking about what I've learned through this. The one thing I've learned is it's very readily apparent the ACC leadership and Notre Dame have a very cozy working dynamic here. They must be really good partners to to do, have this be what it is. They must work extremely well together. Well, John Swafford, the commissioner of the ACC, has a very good relationship with whoever's running Notre Dame's pro, uh, athletic department. Captain that, Jack, Captain Jack Swarbrick. That, that uh, that's that's for sure. Those guys must be golfing buddies. Yeah, there. This was a little cozier than I even thought it would be. To be honest with you, even from the Notre Dame perspective, I there was. A lot of concessions both ways on this that surprised me a little bit. Oh, both ways. We'll get into this. Hold on. So I, I was, I, I went on my 48-hour temper tantrum last Friday on my show. And uh, I kind of got over that a little bit uh, this week, when, when, or at least yesterday when they announced this because of some of the concessions that were made. But before we get into any of that, I don't know how this is going to affect. I mean, so we know Clemson and Notre Dame are playing. So that's good. So we know they're playing at least once during the regular season in South Bend. That's that's the plan. I don't know how this affects my ability to go to the game, though. So I'm still a little bit on pins and needles about that, whether they're going to keep the game at November 7th or in November, or they're going to move it up to September or October. That's, see, that, that's my, one of my big questions is the teams that were already on the schedule, did the dates stay the same? Because I've also seen some of this where they're suggesting you better put your bigger games earlier so that if the virus blows up or something, maybe you could get your big name games out early. There was even talk about Michigan and Ohio State doing that so mm -hmm. that if something blows up, you can at least maybe get your big games in. So I'm still unclear on the schedule as far as dates go and how that affects somebody like you with travel to Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I'm assuming because the little schedule thing that came out, that cool graphic, that's who you're playing, but it's not in the right order, right? Like that's not week one, two, three, four. That's just who your home games are, who your away games are, right? Those exactly. aren't games by week, they, right? They, they, have, they have said nothing about when these games will be played. Yeah. 
Now, as far as I know, and I'm assuming, my ticket's good for whenever it's good for. If they, yeah. if they, if they allow me to come, whether it's in September, October, November, December, whatever, whatever it is, I'm assuming they'll honor the ticket. I can go there if I'm allowed to go there. Yeah. Uh, and I'll take it. I, I'll, make th- I'll make it happen. So, like, I was, I was talking to, uh, to Mrs. Pete uh, last night about this. And, I, you know, because, you know, this is a big deal. Like, we have to take days off work. And I yeah, asked you got travel. You got travel involved. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't bought a plane ticket yet, so I don't have to worry about that. But I do want to know when it is as soon as possible, so I can plan to either drive or get a plane ticket. Obviously. Yeah. But I'm assuming they'll honor the ticket no matter when it is. Now, the the other side of this is if I'm not able to go to this game for whatever reason, if they limit the amount of fans, and I'm not one of the ticket holders that gets in there or whatever, there is a chance that we play each other again in charlotte and so I, I like i like i've told you before on the show here i bought my tickets through vivid seats so vivid seats sent me an email said if your game's canceled for whatever reason or you can't make the game then we'll give you a a, a credit plus 10 percent. so we paid uh, a total of almost a thousand dollars for the for the two tickets so we get eleven hundred dollar credit basically is what that what that means I would use some of that eleven hundred dollar credit to go to charlotte to watch notre dame play clemson if that's who they end up playing in the in the uh, ACC championship game. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. I saw the early odds on this, and and it's pretty much what you would expect with Clemson as the number one sure. team, Notre Dame's second odds, and then I think they had Miami behind them third. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, I, I don't know. this. It's just so atypical, man. Like, you're used to this schedule being out years in advance. You know what to plan for, what to worry about, what to be excited about, and we, we just don't know that. Um so I think you're you might be okay though, man. From what I'm hearing, if you got the season ticket holder situation, you might be okay whenever it is. But I don't like, know. Like you said, isn't there like thirty thousand Notre Dame season ticket holders? Yeah, it's close to that. So if they do the same thing hypothetically as as uh, Ohio State did with with twenty percent capacity, so that leaves ten thousand or more season ticket holders out of the loop. So how do they do? Is that like a lottery system? I mean, there, there's been no discussion about this. They could do the lottery system. They could do. They could do the old whoever donates the most money. You know, is top. Why? Well, yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm guessing if, my, if the person I bought the tickets from is a season ticket holder, if he's selling tickets to the Clemson game, he's probably not a big donator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But some of this, you're just gonna have to wait and see, man. Like, like I just nobody's talking on that part yet. Um, I think it's one right. thing at a time. See how it goes. So everybody I know that is just kind of in wait and see mode of what's possible, what's not possible. There's some people that aren't even going to be comfortable going to games, even if they are allowed. You right. got a lot. In, you have a lot in play here still. And here's uh, a, another another part about this that is kind of bothering me a little bit, to be honest, because I've waited, like I've told you before, I've waited my entire life to go to see Clemson play Notre Dame in South Bend. Yep, it's the first time it's happened in my life. And you're not going to get the full effect no matter what. Right. Even if so you can it, go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if it is like half capacity or 30% or 20, whatever the hell they decide to do, it's not going to be the same, man. Like, yep. yep. You're right. So, so is it even worth it? Like, should I back out? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure all this out. I want to well, go so bad. You got to ask yourself when the next realistic opportunity you would be able to do that is then. Well, I'm like, what is it? When's the next time we're supposed to come to Notre Dame? Like 2030? I, I, no. Something like that? No, it's like the next three or four years. No, not to South Bend. I thought we had two more coming up with you guys. One at your place, one at Notre Dame's place. A couple, few years out. Maybe. I think it is. Because I made a big deal about Notre Dame playing Clemson and Ohio State in the same year. That's and right. it's one, one of those years we go there and the other year you come back. I think it's only two or three years. It might out. be like 25, 2025, 2026. I don't even think it's that far, but I could be wrong there. So it, it's going to be up to you, man. Even if I, even if my tickets fall through, I would still go there just to hang out with you before. Like I'll still go if they allow tailgating. Like, I don't know, but I would still be on campus regardless. Even if my, ticket thing fell out like i would still go to hang out with you you know if it's allowed i don't know man i don't know are we there yeah yeah i don't know what just happened 
Yeah, you left. You went into outer space and came back. Well, you went into outer space online. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll continue. I'm assuming we can continue here. That sounds fine to me. All right. Yeah, so I don't know. I I'm thinking the worst case scenario, Notre Dame and Clemson meet twice. I go to, to Charlotte. That that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, but but again, that's not South Bend. You know, like like it's right. just not it's not going to be the same. But everybody's got to adjust all their plans this year. I guess it's just the way it is. Right. You know, so that sucks. You're just going to have to play it by ear. I don't know. Maybe get a Southwest ticket, and then you could move it around. You could change it with no fee if it's Southwest. I guess. I I don't know, man. Yeah. Or you might have to load up the car and just drive north. I don't know. I'm still happy they're playing, though, because, you know, two weeks ago, if you would ask me, is Notre Dame and, or are Notre Dame and Clemson playing? I, I was, you know, I was not too sure about it. So at least now we know that that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like you said, with those pod ideas, Notre Dame and Clemson weren't going to match up. So, you know, at least yeah, we, yeah. we sidestep that. Yeah, there's, whoever came up with those pods should be slapped. Yeah, <laughs> I don't pods, know. It, those pods were stupid. Yeah, well, it's kind of tough to pick two winners out of three groups. Like, yeah. that's that's kind of a math problem there, too. Right. Um, did, did you really think, it honestly, I get your the emotional position of being mad at the ACC for playing nice with Notre Dame to this extent. Did you honestly think there was a possibility they would really play hardball with Notre Dame or not? No. Like, really? No, well, no, I, I never had that feeling. I never yeah. had the feeling. I, I thought they should have. I don't think that I never had the feeling that they would. Again, yeah. John Swafford and uh, King, whatever the hell his name is, King over there. Prick. What, what's his Swarbrick? Yes, yeah, Swarbrick. Captain, Captain Jack. Yeah, Captain Jack. Whatever the hell his name is over there. The, the, these guys are too good a friend. Listen, John Swafford, and and this has nothing to do with Notre Dame, by the way. This is just in general. John Swafford does not care about football. He's a basketball guy mainly he makes decisions for the conference based on basketball and that's the way he's always been and, and listen it is what it is he's retiring next year i wish he were retired last year instead of next year but you know it is what it is yeah <laughs> but the but the bottom line is he never cared about football and um this is the reason he made the deal with notre dame to begin with uh, i think there has been some benefit to to the acc as far as making that deal but i think more of the benefits gone to notre dame over that time yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think that's up for debate. You know, the 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 flip side of all this is, you know, when I hear, oh, Notre Dame's getting this, you know, they're ending up on the better end of a deal or whatever. You know what? Like, that's life. Like, when you're Notre Dame, you have the history they have. Sometimes things benefit you because of that legacy, and I think this is an example of that. Like, yes. sorry, it is what it is. They have a very rich college football history with a big fan base. This is kind of how those things go. So I did think, though, I did think they could say, you could go ahead and play 10 ACC games, but you're not eligible for the Orange Bowl or the, the ACC championship. I thought that would have been fair. You could fill out the schedule, but then if you go 10-0, and 0, match that up, see if you can make the playoff, but you can't be in, in the tournament. So I have I, I a thought that would have been a fair angle. I have a little bit, and not a big, but a little bit of an issue with Notre Dame being allowed to play for the ACC championship. Now, I, now that's coming from a guy, an ACC guy, Clemson guy, who's had a problem with this relationship from the beginning. But as a Notre Dame fan, because all I've heard you and a lot of other Notre Dame fans tell me year after year after year is how proud you are of your independence and you don't want to be a part of a conference. So... How does this make you feel like if for some reason Clemson and Notre Dame met in the ACC championship game this year and Notre Dame won it, would you have, would you, would there be a banner in this, in Notre Dame stadium, ACC champions 2020? Oh yeah. Cause that is the most ultimate troll job Notre Dame could ever do. But, but wait, no, you're no. Listen, you're you're missing the point. No, I'm not missing the yes, point. Yes, you are because no, you're at, you're acting. Here's the point of this. 
You're acting like we're choosing to do this. This is an emergency plan. Listen, sir, there's two sides to every story. Yes, Notre Dame has agreed to this. There is yeah. two sides to this. Like, they are, choosing, they are choosing to do this. Right. As an emergency plan B, it's not like this is like out of in a normal summer, no. Notre Dame out of nowhere, raised their hand and said, let's try this. It's if only Notre, happening hey, listen, if Notre Dame because really, of an emergency. If Notre Dame cared about independence that much, as much as you say that they do, they could say, we'll play t 10 ACC teams. We're not playing in the ACC championship because we don't want to be in the ACC. If... This is a one-year emergency plan. That, that doesn't that, mean you have to play in a championship game. You're not playing a championship game every other year. But if you're doing this for one year, write it out for all it's worth. That makes perfect sense to me. If you're if you're forced to do this one year, you run it as far as you can. But nobody's forcing Notre Dame to play in the ACC championship. But if that's what's allowed for them this year, why not do it? So if it's allowed, they'll do it. Like, I, I, I guess I just philosophically don't understand. I look at this as a one-year emergency stopgap arrangement. So why not ride it out as far as you can? What's wrong with that? Go, you're acting like all things well, are no. not a pandemic and we're choosing to do it. No, listen. This sir, is an emergency is, listen, plan B. Here, here's what I'm saying is that Notre Dame could say, yes, we're, we're agreeing to play 10 ACC teams this year. Yeah. Instead of instead of six, which is what they're scheduled to play. Yeah. But because we're independent in the almighty Notre Dame independent team. Oh, we, we're not we were, allowed we, to be independent but, this but, year. But we refuse to play in the championship game because we don't want to be a part of the ACC. That makes no sense. Why not? Yes, it does. This what you, listen, sir, this is what you've been doing for the past five years. Right. Because there was no pandemic that wasn't allowing us to play our independent schedule. Now there's unique circumstances that are eliminating all of our biggest games except for the one against your team. All so the they're, biggest they're games. looking let's to get, have let's, a, let's, let's, a big let's, let's get into this. Because Notre Dame's schedule, according to you and a lot of other people, has gotten worse by joining the ACC for this year. I Clearly. disagree. Wait, you're telling okay. me. You're telling yeah. me. Wait, USC, wait, 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 wait. USC, USC and Stanford are such juggernauts. We're losing USC, Stanford, Wisconsin, and gaining North Carolina, Syracuse, BC, and Florida State. That that's uh, that's a better schedule. Listen, uh, North Carolina is better than USC and Stanford. Uh, who was the other ones? Hold on, let's see here. We uh, we lost USC, Stanford, Wisconsin, gained North Carolina, Syracuse, Boston College, Florida State. So Louisville, North Carolina, and Pitt are better than uh, Southern Cal and Stanford right now. All Those three of those teams, teams are already on the schedule, so that point is mo is mo a moot point. Oh, Louisville, North Carolina, and Pitt were already on the schedule. Well, Louisville was. All right. What about North Carolina and Pitt? No. No, listen, but, I'll, give you, I'll, you, you, I'll, I'll give you this. Losing Wisconsin, although they lost Jonathan Taylor, we don't really know how good Wisconsin is going to be this year. Well, they're slated to be a top 10 team. I mean, geez. Well, slated. Well, everybody's slated right now. But yeah. come on, man. And USC, it's really easy for everybody to say USC sucks. You know they got a lot of skill talent that could jump your bones if you allow them to. I'm going to tell you right now. Any year. The, the Notre Dame schedule for 2020 is more compelling than the one they had before this pandemic happened. Oof. On a national, on a national, for, uh, listen, from an outsider perspective, I understand the How tradition. I understand the tradition with uh, Stanford wait, wait, wait. And, and USC and all that. Be? From a, from an outside perspective, you're talking about oh we're playing everybody in one geographical region now. How's that more compelling because than playing Wisconsin? This and is coming from a, this this is the mentality of a Notre Dame fan you're talking about right now. Because I think that North Carolina and Pitt are more compelling than playing Stanford and USC as a college football fan. I just can't. I like you're blowing my mind. I would never ever USC think that is in a no good. USC is terrible. Stanford terrible right now. Yeah, they're down, but that's yeah. a big game to Notre Dame, a lot more than playing Pitt. Oh, well, like, I don't know. I mean, Pitt, Pitt's might have a top 10 defense this year. Uh, I, I guarantee you Stanford or USC won't have that. 
Yeah, I, I just think it's a matter of losing, and maybe that is the Notre Dame perspective, losing the national aspect of this schedule is the adjustment, okay? Without the California presence and without mm. the... That Wisconsin Lambeau field was the one, man. That, that's really disappointing we're losing that. But that's why... Here, here's the other angle I have that I don't understand. Somebody's got to explain to me. For everybody who's mad at Notre Dame, doesn't like Notre Dame, hates Notre Dame, now they're mad Notre Dame gets a chance to play in the ACC title game. People who don't like Notre Dame should be thrilled that we have to play in that game. If it was the pod scenario, Notre Dame could go 10-0 and while avoiding Clemson, USC, Wisconsin, and then be sitting there with no losses ready to get a playoff bid. Now they actually have to go through Clemson at least once, right. if not twice. People should be glad they got to play you guys. I, I, I agree with you on that. Here's the thing. And I said this last night on my live show. Imagine a scenario. This, this is the worst case scenario for a Notre Dame fan. Imagine a scenario where you play an ACC-only schedule. No, no, nobody else but ACC teams. Yep. And you, and you lose three games. Yep. Yep. Pigskin. Uh, that would be it, terrible for it, you. Listen. <laughs> All these, I don't understand what's going on on Twitter the last couple days. Well, Twitter's a cesspool. I know that, but I there's a lot of Notre Dame people saying, oh, we're in it for one year. Go ahead and win this conference championship one year, and then we're out. I think they're kidding, but all paths run through Clemson, obviously now more yeah. than even if in the pod scenario. But where the angle I'm going to take on my next solo show is this is a huge double-edged sword for Notre Dame. Absolutely. Everything this, in Notre, everything there is Notre a Dame. a lot on the line now. Every season is a double-edged sword for Notre Dame. It's, that's true. But when, when you're big thing and you got people like me poo-pooing this conference idea all the time, yes. now you're in one for one year. You drop three and four games, end up in the middle. You'll yeah. never hear the end of it till I drop Whoa. dead on a, on a live show. Absolutely. And I want to yeah. say, I, I think that there's some, listen, we'll go through the schedule here real quick for Notre Dame this year, uh, the, the laid out schedule. Yeah. Clemson, obviously, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and Syracuse. Now, Syracuse, not very compelling, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think Louisville's compelling. I think Florida State is interesting. Yeah, to say the very least, because we have no idea what they're going to look like. Yeah, and Duke, and Duke. By the way, I don't think they're going to be. They, they may they'll finish in the middle of the road in the ACC, but but Duke, they have the ability to upset people. They do it every year. Yep. So, so those are your home games. Those are yep. the ones they're playing in South Bend. Then you have Boston College, who has a new coach. Georgia Tech. I think you'll win both of those games. But listen to this: the next two, North Carolina and Pitt, I think are going to be tough games. Yeah. You know, you listen, it doesn't matter what kind of talent Pitt has. They have Notre Dame's number. Even the games we right. win, most of them are nail biting, frustratingly close. Um, and so Pitt, Pitt always has me a little bit on edge. North Carolina, they're on the rise and it's obvious. And that should make you nervous. Louisville already before all this had me nervous because they're on the rise. They got a lot of speed too. So, there are obvious pitfalls here, and that's oh, why pitfalls. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. I didn't even do that on purpose. But my big <laughs> angle, you jumped on my big angle, and that is, while it would be the ultra, ultimate troll job, even if Notre Dame made it to Charlotte and lost to you guys, you still at least made it. That You were in the league one year and made it to the title game. You could live off that for a little bit. Sure. They lose three. And, they lose to you guys in the regular season. There's one. You go. You lose three here for the rest of my life. It's going to be, remember that time you tried this once and then you went back? That's what it's going to be. Mm. So this is a big deal. Listen, people are not listening to me. I've been shouting from the mountaintops. Pitt is the most underrated team in the ACC right now. Wow, yeah. you think so? Most underrated. They have three, three of their four NFL or three of their four defensive linemen are going to be in the NFL next year. They have four upperclassmen defensive linemen. I think outside of Clemson, they have the most talented and experienced defensive line in all of the ACC, including yeah. including Notre Dame. 
Yeah, it, it's listen. I don't um, know about the offense, but the defense is going to be good. Yeah, I there are definitely traps on this schedule. You know, I just think we're so conditioned, like we, meaning the Notre Dame people, just to prepare yourself for USC skill, talent, no matter what dummy they have coaching, nobody likes or whatever. You know, they have the skill, talent, they could beat you if you allow them to. You know, and then the, the Wisconsin game, like we're just so conditioned for that. Listen, Notre Dame people, you don't look at Pitt the same you look at USC. You just don't. I understand, just don't. I understand that, but it's not 1990 anymore. Yeah, that's it's it's like, like listen, I, I legitimately think Pitt, North Carolina, and Louisville, and obviously Clemson. That's four. That's four games on your schedule. I think all of those are better than USC or Stanford right now. All of them. Stanford. I'll give you Stanford for sure because they're down. But again, I'm telling you, USC's a team everybody wants to rip on until you play them and they, you see their, their skill talent and then they could beat anybody. So, you know, it, I, get I don't it. know, man, it. but I, it, this is a... So Clemson, lost, Clemson lost, or I say lost, but they, it's not a loss to me. There's two teams on Clemson's schedule they're not playing this year that they play every year for the past, whatever. 50 years um south carolina see yeah well yeah that's that well that, they played them 112 years in a row um but the other one is is uh nc state i don't give a shit about nc state i yeah. and and, and, and I've, I've been seeing clemson fans cry on on twitter for the past 24 hours oh we don't get to play in clemson has beat nc state 14 out of the last 15 times and i, I think they have an 85 percent winning percentage over them throughout history i mean that to me is not a game that i care i don't even care about the georgia tech game we're, we're playing yeah. them but i don't care about that one either you know i did i, I just want to see the best games that's i all. did see that georgia tech we were supposed to play them i think in atlanta they moved that onto campus um, yes, so, I, I think so the, I saw that today. So, so the opposite happened with Clemson. So Clemson was supposed to have the home opener, uh, the, the kickoff game this year, in Clemson against Georgia Tech, and they moved that to an away game. So now we're playing at Georgia Tech, which I, I could care less about, honestly. Yeah. I, just don't, I just don't care about Georgia Tech. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's but, understandable. I, but but, but this is my point, though, because Georgia Tech and Clemson have a huge tradition, a long history of playing each other, they're close together. They're both engineering schools. That that has a lot to do with it. I think uh, the academics, as far as engineering go, is is the biggest reason for the rivalry. But um, I don't care about it as far as football goes. I just never have. Yeah, and and that makes sense. Listen, this is I'm struggling mentally to process this conference stuff. Like I am not used to only have to worrying about this one group of teams. I'm used to having to worry about everybody losing that we need ahead of us to move up and all. It's I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around. We just kind of have to worry about this group. It, it's bizarre. I'm struggling with it. So let me ask you a question. I don't know. So overall, forget the you know, you know not playing Wisconsin, not playing Stanford, not playing USC. I understand if you're a Notre Dame fan and you're a historian and th those games especially the USC and Stanford ones um, are important to you. Yeah. But consider, considering the situation that we're in with the, the virus and considering three weeks ago, we didn't even know if we were going to have a season. Yeah. How overall on a scale from one to 10, how happy are you uh, about the way this is playing out as far as the plan goes? I'm, I'm honestly genuinely very excited about this. Okay, good. I, good. I really am like, Okay, if there was no pandemic and you offered me this path or playing our regular schedule, I'm going to opt for the independent schedule with more flexibility geographically in these different teams. But as a plan B, given the unique circumstances, I am extremely intrigued to see how this plays out. I genuinely mean that. I think for a plan B, this is a cool plan B that I'm on board with. I, re I really do think they did a pretty good job of building this and putting it together. Now, whether the virus comes in and ruins it all or not is a different discussion. Right. But as a plan, emergency plan B, I'm totally on board with this. It's a win for Notre Dame. You get to try this out with no commitment. That's a win for Notre Dame. It is. 
And it's definitely a win for Notre Dame. It is. I mean, you get to see what this is like without so there, committing to it. Is there any part of you that if this season goes great? No. It, you already know what I'm no. going to say, don't you? No. I don't care what happens. We win every game, beat Clemson by 30 in the ACC title game. I want my independence back next year. That doesn't change it. So is this like is this is like the mentality of a guy who um, gets busted for selling crack or something on the corner, and he's like, "I'll just I'll just go do my year. I'm not paying the, uh, you know, I'm not going to pay the ten thousand dollar fine. I'm just going to do do my year in jail, and and I'll, and I'll be back out selling crack next year." Listen, I told. <laughs> so that's what I'm the equivalent to you, Adam. Yeah, crack- selling crack on the you're, corner. Thanks. That's right. That's right. You're crack dealers. But wait. <laughs> You here's the key point here, though. You, we've had this independence discussion before. In my opinion, was I'm not cool with that. I prefer independence. I don't want to do that. I have none of those feelings right now because this really isn't that much of a choice. It's a plan B emergency plan, not the preferred plan. This is the emergency plan. So I look at it differently. I have no judgment about Notre Dame shouldn't be doing that. It's a plan B only because of the pandemic. I wouldn't choose this path, but as a plan B, it's a good one. Here's what I'll say. I understand your position. If I take, so I think this whole conference, uh, no divisions thing, adding Notre Dame is a plan B for the ACC. To me, it should be plan A. Forget Notre Dame for a second. I, I've been screaming from the mountaintops. I don't think they should have divisions in college football, period. Yep. And yep. people tell me now I'm I'm gonna give you credit because you've been on that for years. I've been on it for years. Yeah. You've been I, on I'm, that for years. I I I I've been at the forefront of this message. Yeah. And finally it's it's gonna play out in my favor, I think, you know, as long as we have a full season. Yeah. But uh, this whole th- the whole idea of divisions is has always been completely ridiculous to me. There's yep. no need for it. Yep. And they pro- they proved yesterday. That they can go into a room and one day, or however, I don't know, I'm sure they've been working on it for weeks, but whatever, in a, in a matter of weeks, and figure out a way to make the most compelling matchups without divisions and crown a, a ACC champ without divisions. There is no need for divisions. And this will prove it. And I'm hoping, there's two things I hope come out of this. One of them you won't like. The one thing, the, the first and foremost thing I hope comes out of this is that they realize there's no need for divisions and that you can make more compelling matchups and just take the two teams from the conference with the best conference percentage winning uh, uh, percentage and, and make them play in the ACC championship game. The second thing I hope comes out of this is that Notre Dame eventually joins the ACC. Yeah. Yeah, I've, and, I've, and, and there's a lot of people out there saying that this is the precursor to that. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, as long as the ACC allows Notre Dame to, to remain independent and have that deal, why would Notre Dame do? I'm not blaming Notre Dame. They have the best of both worlds. If I were them, I would stay independent too. If I had this deal, so I'm yeah. not blaming them. But uh, th- there is people that, that think you know, and we'll see what happens with the next ACC commissioner that takes over in 2022. Yeah. Um, how he feels about it. And, uh, but I would, I don't, be, I don't know. I would be shocked regardless of how this year goes and Notre Dame's success in this model or not. I would be shocked if this was the precursor to them. I, I would be totally shocked. I just don't think that's I'm my position on this until Notre Dame's not doing it until they're told they can't be in the playoff due to it. I, I, I I'm going to stick to that. Right. I really, oh, wow. I really would. I even, tend to agree with you. If we win the ACC championship, I think it's right back to independence next year. Business as usual. Ultimate Notre Dame troll job to do it once and then peace out. That is the best troll job you could ever dream up. Yeah, but I just think they go right back to independence. I, will I don't tell you think the, this the, is a slippery slope or any of that. I don't. Since we started doing this Always Pigskin show, I have gotten at least half a dozen or more probably more, maybe more like eight or nine, direct messages from Notre Dame fans, people that watch you, fans of yours, on Twitter, that have told me they don't agree with you, that they want Notre Dame to join the ACC. Now, have you heard? I, now, I have never seen anybody publicly say that. They're saying it to me privately. Yeah, have no, heard I've it? heard that. And, oh, and yeah, you have. Okay, okay. I've heard it. And 
I understand uh, logically. I've been saying this too. Being in a conference gives Notre Dame a cushion they currently don't have to have one bad game they don't show up and lose and your whole season's goals are not ruined. Right. It provides more flexibility in that way. But that doesn't matter to me. Like I I would I want to win it our way. I want to win it the way we've been doing it. See, I've I know, been I know that's stubborn, but that's like it it would feel less not this year because we didn't have a choice to do it our preferred way. But if we just out of nowhere decided to join, I told you it would feel less. It would be a concession See, always, that we can't do it our way anymore. I've been under the impression, for whatever reason, that like the vast majority, if not all, of Notre Dame fans are on your side of things. But I'm saying that that's not necessarily true. I think the vast majority would prefer the independence, and then you do have some that are open to, like you always bring up to me, you know, you're in a conference or whatever, you win a title, is it going to feel less? There are people doing the equation I just did and saying, John, the quickest path to a title with the most leeway is full conference membership. I understand that, but why do I got to make my decision on the easiest path? I don't want the easiest path. I well, want the James path. That's fine. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. You did tell me, because I asked you a couple of weeks ago, I said, Listen, if you could be in a conference and be guaranteed, you know, let's let's say we're traveling in a time machine right now and we look ahead 20 years from now and we say if Notre Dame joined the ACC, they're guaranteed two or three national championships in the next 20 years. Or if they don't, they're only guaranteed one or, or less. You said you would take the one or less being independent. In this climate, the way college football is now, I would value the one doing it the original way. That's a very admirable stance. I just however, would. However, I think it's batshit crazy, though. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's, ad, it's admirable. I admire it. You're you're saying then we admit we're not good enough to win it the way we've been structured a hundred years. We got to do something easier, and I don't this like is, that. This is the argument about Clemson being in the ACC. Oh, they got th two national championships last fight, but they're in the ACC. Listen, if you if you can make it. Through conference championship, through pl two playoff or through a, a semifinal playoff game, and win the actual national title, you earned it. But there's that's a lot easier to say from a Clemson perspective because no, this is any any perspective. No, yes, Clemson's never done it another way, so there is nothing else to consider. That's just how they play. It's who they are, and for Notre Dame being independent, who they are. Okay. I, I, it, I don't know how many ways I have to tell you this would be a concession. It would be admitting defeat that we can't do it the other way. It's too hard. We need to find an easier path to do it now, and I don't like that. My life's goal is to see this program win it as an independent and with high grades. You know what you sound like, John? An old boomer, get off my lawn. You sound like one of those 80-year-old guys who goes, I'm not using that goddamn GPS system. Give me that map over there. And he, he, he rolls out the map on his lap in the car. You mean my dad whenever we traveled somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't need to punch this in my dashboard. <laughs> Give me that Give me, book. Give me that damn map. Dude, Open the glove I box. Maybe there's more Notre Dame people on your side than they want to openly publicly admit because they know people like me aren't going to like it. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not into the concessions here of admitting you can't do it the way we've done it. I hate that. Oh, I, I get it. But do you understand why I don't hold that against them this year? Because this was not the preferred path. This is the plan B emergency. No, I don't. I don't understand the way. It's, because listen, if you're going to stick to your principles, be about your principles every year. I would love to tell USC to still play us. Then that's not our decision. They're not playing. Notre Dame made the decision. Hey, Notre Dame could have said, "Hey, we're not going to play this ten game ACC schedule. We're going to go out and find other teams that will play us." They didn't do that. You could find other teams, but they're not going to be USC and Wisconsin. They're going to be the other independents nobody cares about. So instead, they settled for four more ACC games. 
what you're telling me. It's not settling when it's an emergency backup plan. It's an emergency it's the, plan. Oh, there is no backup plan. That, that was the only plan for them. You don't know that. So what was the other plan then? I don't know. Find other teams to play somehow. Right. Yeah. So you'd have been playing BYU and yeah. uh, Citadel. Yeah. You, Listen, you, I think they made the best out of a bad situation. And for this one year, I have absolutely no problem with this. And I don't the best out of a bad situation. This is a great situation for, for Notre Dame. Great. Maybe if they lose four games, it ain't going to be a great situation. <laughs> well, that's true. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. You finish in the middle of the pack here. I'll never hear the end of it till I'm dead. So the, the one thing about this that so it, I don't know if you saw my show on Friday night, but I, 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 yeah, so I was I was not happy about and again, not Notre Dame. I was, I was not happy about the ACC bending over for Notre Dame. I yet saw again. you grandstanding about your principles. Yes, right. Yes. Hey, you have them. I have them too, buddy. All right. <laughs> but but the, one of my main principles was about the money, the NBC money. Yeah. And so uh, as of last Friday, I, I figured they're going to allow Notre Dame to play a full ACC schedule, but they're not going to split the NBC money. Well, I, we found out yesterday that's not true. So I, as far as I can tell, Notre Dame is going is offering the ACC $14 million out of that contract. NBC for one season. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, first of all, I, I'm split on this because I, I don't like Notre, the, the ACC bending over for Notre Dame. You know this. Yeah. On the other hand of it, I do want to see Clemson play Notre Dame very yeah. selfishly. Yeah. And also the idea that Clemson could play Notre Dame possibly twice in one season also intrigues me. So I'm, I'm split between the fan in me that wants to see good football games against good football teams and the principal of the ACC bending over for Notre Dame. So when it meets in the middle, I, I've, I've come to, to some sort of peace. I'm like Mahatma Gandhi, okay? I, I've, I've meditated on this, right? I've had, a, I've had a couple of Heinekens, right? I've settled my mind, and I'm happy with the situation. I'm, I'm okay with it is what I'm trying to say. You got to realize that this was not the preferred path for either entity and this was an emergency plan B, man. You, I don't think you can hold either the ACC leadership or Notre Dame to the same standard you would if they came up with this plan out of nowhere for one year in the summer to try it. I think the qualifier that this is only an emergency situation absolves a lot of this angst from the Notre Dame side and the ACC side. I really do think that. Like, I just think this was a good middle ground between two partners to work well together to get through one bad situation. Mm -hmm. I don't look at it as having any more meaning than that, really, either way. Either way. The ACC could have stuck it to them. They could have done different things, and they didn't. They must really enjoy this partnership. I don't know how else to look at it. Well, I would have had a serious problem if they weren't giving the ACC $14 million. That Fair. to me, listen, money, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm like every other red blooded American so wait, money makes four, everything a little bit better. So wait, 14 million. So they're giving each of the teams a million bucks, right? Just put right. 15 with Notre Dame. So they're cutting a check for a million. I think that's, I'm still surprised Notre Dame's eligible for the ACC title game and the orange bowl. That's the other one. The ACC's orange bowl bid too. Yeah. Well, that, I, I don't care. I don't care so much about that. Those I, that that doesn't bother me as much as the championship does. But I think for Notre Dame people, that piece may be important because we had a year like last year where they went ten and two and didn't even make it to a New Year's Six. Right. So if you're looking at maybe losing to Clemson and then one of the other games we discussed, you could have two lost Notre Dame and then with this structure, they would probably be the guy, the team that would get that bid. So. I don't know. The ACC usually, typically, not every year, but some, most of the time, plays a Big Ten team in the Orange Bowl. So best case scenario for Notre Dame is they get curb stomped by Clemson in the ACC championship, and then they go lose to Michigan in the Orange Bowl. Art.
<laughs> this is something I have not considered. <laughs> this is something I have not considered. And I think my heart just stopped. Like, I didn't even play that out that far. If that happened, you might have to find a new radio partner, bud. I, I don't even, I can't even process this in my mind without having a stroke. Cheers. No. Oh, boy. That's, I didn't even get that far to think about that. Because we're not slated to play them again, I think, till 2033 at the big house. So I got to sit on that ass beating for 15 years or whatever it is. I didn't even think of that. So, no, but seriously. Oh. So the second place, assuming Clemson, if they were to go to the playoffs, that would mean the second place ACC team, which would probably be Notre Dame in that scenario, yeah, would, would go to the Orange Bowl. And... As far as I can tell, maybe you might play Penn State. I mean, I, that, that's kind of what I was thinking too, because you figure Ohio State will be in play for something more significant. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so either Penn State or Michigan, but yeah. Michigan, which, Michigan was much more fun to say. Oh, Penn State that's was. man. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at all these complications joining the ACC. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. You you uh, might get to play Michigan more often if you're in the ACC. So think about that. Well, mm -hmm. see, here's here's the other deal with this, too. Here's what Notre Dame would do if they did join the ACC. What is it? What do they play? Nine conference games in the ACC usually? No, no typically they only play eight. Okay, so if it's eight, yeah. then Notre Dame's going to fill out the rest of that schedule with Navy guaranteed, Stanford guaranteed, USC guaranteed, and then move around a Big Ten team probably. Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, that's what they would do. You wouldn't play any like group of five teams at all or non-power five teams? No. And if they're especially well, what about that, Navy? You, but you play Navy, though. Well, Navy's their own little – they, they have a different deal with Navy no matter what every year. They helped us in World War II, blah, blah, blah. We owe them right. forever. Okay. I, I, got, I got you. I got you. Okay. But I'm just telling you, they're not going to give up USC, Stanford, and Navy. That only leaves them flexibility for one more. One more, right. And they're going to want it to be a rotating Big Ten team, yeah. something like that. So then what that would mean is Notre Dame would have the reg a regular conference schedule, but then their extra games, they're going to play real teams, not the junior college team down the road. That's a disadvantage for Notre Dame. Because they're not going to build in a buy against one of those teams. Most certainly not two, because they're going to fill those other four games the way I just said. And that's a big disadvantage because they're not going to get rid of the teams I mentioned. So then right. they, 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 that would box them into a bad situation to me where instead of having your off, off conference weeks be, you know, whatever state, you know, online university you want. Well, they all might be online this year. Who knows? But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, you know, they're still going to keep those games. So that would be a tough, tough schedule. Yeah. Um, to me, because see, I'll be honest with you. Man. I think the ACC in the next two or three years is going to be really good. I agree. I, they're on the they're on the beginning of that upswing. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I do. I do. And it isn't even the best part of that is. It isn't even necessarily with some of the teams you would expect it to be, right? When you look yeah, at right. Louisville, you look at North Carolina, you look at that. Right. Then if you have your Miami and Florida State, Florida State. getting it, better, you, you know, it, you have that. And then I don't know what to make of Virginia and Virginia Tech. I just don't. I don't know oh, what to make of them. Virginia Tech is... They, Should be they, better than they, they are. They, they are going the way of Florida. So there's already been two of the key players for, for Virginia Tech saying they're not playing this season. They're sitting out for from COVID. Um, I I don't. And they lost Bud Foster, one of the the best defensive yeah. coordinators in the country for the past thirty five years. I don't know, man. I I think that that Justin Fuente's days are numbered. I I'd be surprised if he had a job in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two at the at the most. Yeah, we we uh, talked about this before. I just kind of expected more out of him by now. I just oh sure. 
I just did. He there, was a hot name when he took that job. There's too much talent in not only the Southeast, but in the state of Virginia for them to be. They're losing every blue chip player out of state. Every one of yeah. them. Uh, so I don't think he'll be. Virginia Tech is a, is a massive, massive disappointment. Obviously, Miami's been a huge disappointment over the past few years. Uh, but I think they're on the. I think they're on the rise. They're recruiting well. Obviously, North Carolina, like you mentioned, um, I think Pitt. I, Pitt is a hard place to recruit to, and also a very good academic school. And they're just in a part of the country that's not really rich in talent. Yeah, it's it's hard for them to go down to Florida and get players. It's hard for them to go, come in, you know, out west and get players. But I Pat, Pat Narduzzi, I think, is one of the best coaches in college football. He he's sort of like. Uh, What's the Duke's uh, coach name? I'm just, I'm just having a break. Yeah, David Cutcliffe. Yeah, he's like him. He he reminds me of him a lot. He gets the most uh, out of out of out of the least amount of talent. But yeah, I, and Louisville, another one with with Satterfield. I think Louisville is going to yep. be really good in the next few years. Yep, Nor Norvell, um, Florida State. I expect a turnaround yes. there. He's so, a good coach. I yeah. think that I think the top half of the ACC come 2021 or 2022 is going to be very good. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I actually agree with that. And that's the other thing, yeah. too, when it's like, oh, this conference sucks, that conference sucks. Things tend to be cyclical in college football. Yeah. And I think the ACC is about to roll out of kind of a lull. And I they, think they, you're going to have your traditional teams get better and then a couple of these other ones. And then, like you said, then you got about half your teams that could beat you on any week. Right. And 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 but I, I agree with you. I don't think they're quite there yet. Two, three years. I think you're in that ballpark. Well, I listen, they they've had literally half of the conference within the past two years had had coaching changes. Yeah, and that's tough. It takes time, man. Right. You're not yeah. the reason you're making head coaching changes because things aren't going well. Yep. But the previous five years before that, they were that was the probably the best five year stretch in ACC history from two thousand, let's say twelve to 2017 or so that was the ACC's time to shine. They, I mean, not, not just in, in big games, national championship games, but even in the middle part of the conference, they had great records. They had great out of conference records. They were beating a lot of big time teams. Uh, they had a winning record versus the ACC over those five year period or versus the SEC over that five year period. Uh, and over a span of like 70 games or something. So it wasn't like, yeah. you know, 10, 10 so, games. So let me ask you this though, mm -hmm. as, a fan and YouTuber of the best team in this conference by a mile right now. I don't think it's close. Right. Would you prefer that you guys just keep rolling or would you prefer more competitive balance top to bottom to raise the profile of the whole conference? Where, from I get, where I, you sit? So this is a great question. And the reason it's a great question is because people always tell me, oh, you're so lucky uh, you're a Clemson fan in the ACC. Yeah. No, listen, here's the bottom line. And this might shock some people, but it is what it is. Uh, yes, I'm a Clemson fan. I have been my whole life. I'm also a I, I love the sport. Okay. And I want to see Florida State be good when they play Clemson. I want to see Louisville be good when they play Clemson. Yeah, as long as you guys win. Right, but I want I want to see good. Right? Games. Like, like I can remember growing up a, as a kid, and even as a young man. I mean, as recent as five years ago, the Florida State game every year just got my, it just got me going. Yeah, right. These past two years or so, yeah. it doesn't even get me excited. Like I, I look forward. I used to look forward to that game every year, and I don't even look forward to it anymore. So I want the teams to be good. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's a little different of a perspective when you're an independent guy. You know, you I want all the I want to beat the teams we play and then have them win their other games so it makes our win look better. That's always my unless it's Michigan. Then yeah. I want them to lose every game by a hundred no matter what. But for everybody else, I want to beat them and then I want them to do well because it makes our strength of schedule better. So that's kind of my opinion. Um but I would imagine it would get old as good and as dominant as Clemson's been to be told the only reason is because you don't play anybody every week, you know? Well, um, yeah, I, listen, I, I've, I've grown accustomed to that sort of thinking. But, but, since, but, the, but the saving grace has been the playoffs because, you know, we heard that from Ohio State fans last year. And See, then we that, that's they, my so, next they, point is, haven't and, and you then, proven it against the best of the best enough in that environment to right. shut that down? 
Like they would have, they would have an argument if you were rolling through the ACC and then losing by 30 in a playoff game, then I think that argument becomes realistic. Well, this right? is this is this is the argument of fans who are are casual fans. I I believe uh, it, you can. I can at least. Maybe you can't, or maybe other people can. I can watch a team like Alabama or Ohio State or Oklahoma or whoever it is. I can watch them for ten minutes on TV, and say that's a really good damn good f- football team right there. Yeah. I don't care who they're playing. Um, but but there's people out there that just you know they, they just want to discredit every accomplishment you make. I mean, clearly Clemson is an elite football team, elite program. Clearly, anybody who pays attention to football knows that. I don't think that's disputable unless you're crazy. Well, or, right? or again, I, you know, but uh, there are people that say that though. You know, but it's just like I, you can't just say it's the only reason is because the ACC's down and then. Look at your success in the biggest moments in these postseason gotta, games. Listen, go back and look at the you comments. Can hang, obviously. I, I did probably two dozen videos leading up to the Ohio State playoff game last year, and uh, all the Ohio State fans on there were telling me just what you were just saying. Oh, Clemson, uh, they, 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 they don't, they're going to get blown out. They don't stand a chance against Ohio State. Look at who they played this year. Yeah, they beat so-and-so, but they almost lost to North Carolina. Uh, but this they're going to the get blown off the field. That's totally illogical, though. You got the same quarterback and coaching and everything from what you you just won. Again, it makes no it, that doesn't make sense to me. People who watch football know Clemson's elite. I think you're kind of like a made man in the mob by now, right? Like you've kind of like you're in. And I spent a lot of time defending Notre Dame a couple of years ago when they played Clemson because a lot of people said they didn't belong there, and I said, well, listen. They played a big boy schedule and they went 12 and 0. I understand they didn't play a, a conference championship game, but they also didn't get blown off the field by uh, by who, who uh, Purdue by 30 points like Ohio yeah. State did. See, but that's that cushion that I mentioned that Notre Dame does not have is the ability to get blown out by a, a team you're way better than and still be in the discussion, you know, like yeah. and like you said, it was a top 10 schedule and they went 12 and 0. If there's ever a year to give Notre Dame a shot in the playoff, that's it. You know, there isn't even one loss to debate. The big, the part about that year that had me ready to go on a rampage was people suggesting the idea that undefeated Notre Dame should be jumped by Michigan before they lost to Ohio State with one loss because Michigan was playing better at the end of the year. The biggest separator there is is head-to-head results. I don't understand that theory. Yeah, people I'm were really people were really pushing that that there was a way that Michigan could get in with one loss over undefeated Notre Dame head to head. I don't get that. That's why. And what, happened, and, and what happened? Head. And what happened when they played Ohio State? They got smacked around, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was leading up to that, and Michigan was right. playing well right. and everything else. But that's the whole reason you have head to head matchups is to decide who's better. Like, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, let me ask you, before we get off here, we're coming down to the wire here. I've, I've been meaning to ask you about this, and I haven't yet. But that leprechaun thing over your right shoulder? Yeah. What is that thing? Is that that's, a, is that a, that's, that's Lenny the leprechaun. Is it, is it a mask? Yeah, hell yeah, it's a mask. You want me to put it on? Yes. No, well, no. <laughs> it's Lenny the leprechaun. <laughs> Check this out. That is the creepiest thing I've ever seen, dude. Yeah, that's why I bought it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I woke up in the middle of the night to take a leak and I stumbled through the hallway with my eyes half open and and, and flipped on the lights and that was the first thing I saw, I'd probably shit myself. <laughs> I was going to bring it to the Clemson tailgate. <laughs> yeah, dude. Lenny the Leprechaun. Yeah. Does he have a hole in his mouth for a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, I cut a hole for his pipe, obviously. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I wanted to get I wanted to get a good Leprechaun mask because I figured that's just good for everything. I would use it for a prop on the show at some point. I would bring it to a tailgate at some point just for fun. I got the always Irish green blazer with everything embroidered. Like, it's oh a God. character, okay? Yeah. 
<laughs> Lenny, I'll remember that. Lenny the Leprechaun. Yeah, it's Lenny the Leprechaun. And then everybody got mad about fighting Irish being too aggressive. So oh, then yeah. I got my docile Irish to put there so everybody knows he's calm. I just know that it's always it's always in the background when we're doing these shows. And I find myself staring at that damn thing. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know why. I'm like, what in the hell? It's pretty is fantastic. That? I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a long lost relative. You know, he's, you know, that's kind of what I evolved from. And this is what you get. Okay? Do, do, you, do you walk around in the house with that thing on on game day? No, because I'm too worked up to be that goofy on game day. But I was really going to bring it to a tailgate and pound a beer right through it and do the whole thing. Like, I, like I had it all planned out. Like, I was going to just get on top of a car and chug a beer through that, have everybody whipped up in a frenzy. That was my plan. That thing is so ugly, dude. That's the point. It's an ugly-ass leprechaun. It's Lenny. Leave him alone. Hey, hey have you – so I was listening to the – before we get off, I was listening to the radio today. Um, do you watch Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, all the time. All right, so did you watch the one with uh, Post Malone yesterday? Oh, it's like I four saw hours. just clips, highlights. I didn't see the whole thing. So they were talking about the movie The Leprechaun. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. Yeah, I know. So I was so they were talking about doing a movie between uh, Jason, you know, Friday the Thirteenth, and and The Leprechaun. Who would win? <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, it was it was ridiculous. Uh, were they smoking in the studio again? <laughs> oh, dude, I think they were on mushrooms and everything else. Too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Knowing those two, I'm sure they probably were. Yeah, but, but uh, dude, you don't understand. When I get this studio and everything built in the basement, I have the full Leprechaun movie poster that's going up. <laughs> like I, dude, those Leprechaun <laughs> movies are so dumb that I love them. Like well, I, I do too. It's hilarious. And all the funny phrases he says. And oh, the, le the Leprechaun is one of the greatest movies of all time. He went to Vegas in that one, and he got yeah. on stage and did a rap song, uh, Lep in the Hood, and I'm up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it, isn't there a Leprechaun goes to space? One, There's two. a Leprechaun in space. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's Leprechaun in the Hood, and then Leprechaun in the Hood Part oh, 2. Yeah, oh, yeah. Le the Leprechaun in the Hood series is definitely a must-see TV. <laughs> oh, God. He got... <laughs> The one in the hood, he goes in there and the guy has a, a little pipe and he goes, he goes, oh, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. <laughs> he goes, he says, I haven't smoked a pipe in a long time. And with that guy. He, that's what he said. A friend with weed is a friend indeed. <laughs> oh, shit. I love the leprechaun. That is a, and you can't forget the original Leprechaun was Jennifer Aniston's first leading role. Yes. Oh. You can't forget that it was 1992. Yeah, dude, she was like 20, she was 18 years old or something, maybe less she, than that. She looked young, and I cannot believe she agreed to do that movie. And then look what ended up happening in her career. Yeah. She None got, of it would have been possible without that Leprechaun. Yeah. I mean, uh, if it weren't for Leprechaun, Friends would have never happened. There you go. They look at the Irish. <laughs> Left in the hood and I'm up to no good. <laughs> right. Every Halloween, I drink a shitload of beer and just walk those. Uh, but once they started shooting him into space, it kind of got away from me. But... Yeah, the Leprechaun in Space one, we got that. Yeah, that, they, had, they jumped the shark on that one. But they have Leprechaun in Vegas. He's playing crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh if you go on youtube and just type in uh, so people have like gone crazy with leprechaun movies and so they start editing movies together like they have they have leprechaun versus freddy they have <laughs> they have leprechaun versus jason they have leprechaun versus michael myers but wait <laughs> did those guys have supernatural spirits the way this leprechaun can just appear and reappear and kill you out of nowhere do those guys have that? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't, it's, Jason, I don't, I mean, he's just a dead guy. I don't know if he's got, and like I Michael I Meyer, yeah, I, I can't quite figure out if he could travel time or if he's just the dude. Like, I'm not quite sure on him. Yeah. Well, Freddie can only kill you in your dreams. I know that much. I don't know about, uh, and, and Jason, hell, I don't know. Jason's just a brute. Yeah. A brute dead, a brute dead guy. 
Because uh, so, that leprechaun like appears, disappears. He does. Yeah, all no, kinds none of, of the, none of those. Stuff. Yeah, none of those guys have special powers like leprechaun does. Yeah. No. So you know, Lenny, you got to be nice to Lenny, or he's gonna sneak up to you when you ain't looking. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the one. He's the one that uh, uh, created the Notre Dame schedule for this year with his special powers. <laughs> Wave the magic shillelagh around and look what happens. But dude, I really do have a full setup for tailgating. Like everything, I was gonna have big always Irish tailgate party. Yeah. And have Lenny there, all this stuff, and now I don't know if it's gonna happen at all. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll promise you this much: if they have the game. And if they allow tailgating, I'll be there. I don't care if it's 10,000 people there. Me too. Even if I don't have tickets in the game because of this, I will still go there during the day and hang out. Yeah, me too. So I'll be, I will I will. I just, I kind of need to know the date. It's kind of important. Yeah, and if they're allowing tailgating and stuff too, because I know a lot of schools have announced they're not having tailgating. Uh, so. so what do they want you to do? Pull in five minutes for the game, park 10 feet apart, and just go in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, this is going to be a bummer. If, if that's the case, I'll, I'll, I, I, won't, I won't go. I'm not going to waste my t- money and time going to that. We do, we're just going to have to see. Yeah. Anyway. All right. It's been a great show. It's been, uh, it's been about an hour and seven minutes. We uh, covered a lot of ground today. We, I didn't yeah. ever think we had covered. We, we, we went all the way from ACC, Notre Dame joining the ACC, uh, conference scheduling, all the way to leprechauns in space. I mean, I told people this would be an epic show, and I, I, I didn't lie. <laughs> oh, right. Lenny. Lenny's my partner. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to Clemson beating Notre Dame in the ACC championship, and then I'm also looking forward to Notre Dame losing to Michigan in the Orange Bowl. So I do not look forward to either of those uh, situations. <laughs> I, I, I would I would prefer to lose to Clemson a hundred times in a row than to lose to Michigan one more time in my damn life. All right. I mean that. I, I'm with you. I was just kidding, by the way. But uh, all, right. all right. So anyway, it's been a great show. John, any any last words, buddy? Yeah, we covered it. This was a good show. I'm glad we mixed it up a little bit this week. Yeah, me too. All right. We'll see you guys next week. I'm sure we'll have more and amazing, fantastic things to talk about. Uh the Always Pigskin Show, 